This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Hey, y'all. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's the new kids back after another unforeseen hiatus. Yeah, I'm blaming it on the Rona. Yeah, we was we you know we was ready to record and then we wasn't. <laughs> right. At least last time we had um, it was very interesting. A plan. So <laughs> we had a plan the last time. But it wasn't like oh we got to record. <laughs> No, I meant like at least the last time we recorded was was fun. We had a good time. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to think about that. I'm still <laughs> trying to recover. Same, sis. So Same. anyway, as you know, we are the new kids and we're back for episode three with Sin, the Eastside engineer. Say what up, though. Hey, what up, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so... Shirai, you want to get us started? Sure. So we're going to start off with the question of the day. And Jermaine is going to go first. Okay. Because I don't have an answer yet. Um, so anyway, <laughs> the question is, would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Ooh. Okay. I would say a pause button because I'm not trying to go back. <laughs> like I feel like I did that already like I don't really need to do it again there's yeah. nothing in my life that I really want to be like oh if I had the second chance to do that because I like where I am <laughs> right I feel like um yeah it, it depends on what I can do with the rewind but like if I can rewind and like not do something then I probably would do that but if you can rewind and not change, like if you just rewinding and not changing nothing, then you're just doing everything all over again. So I'm just going to, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to go with the rewind button so I can just make different decisions. I need a pause button so I can take a nap. Well, I'm going to take a nap regardless. So, <laughs> so there's that. Cynthia, what is your answer? <laughs> um... I'm going to say the pause button, but I feel like it'll be a little bit dangerous because, like, is it a time limit to the pause or can I keep it paused? Like, does life continue yeah. without me and I'm just paused? Like, but the rewind button confuses me, too, because it's like if I keep like, let's say I get stuck on something and I keep messing up and I keep rewinding, like, what happens then? <laughs> I, the one that I feel the most comfortable with and I feel like I wouldn't abuse too much is the pause button. Yeah, I feel like I can't mess nothing up with the pause button. The rewind button, Lord knows how that's going to end. Right, because sometimes you might be right at the edge of cussing somebody out and you're like, let me go ahead and pause. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. And like, whew, say what I got to say know, and then come back. You know how they say, like, if you go back, like, if you time travel and go back in the past and change something, you could be, like, completely altering the future 
and like erasing your existence and all of that other type of crazy stuff. So is it pausing like on FaceTime, like when you be paused, or is it pausing? Like, <laughs> like I that's I need more details, but if I didn't have any details, I'ma say pause still. I'ma say pause. All right, well, then we have our answers, folks. That was fun. Oh, I forgot I was doing this part. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> my bad, y'all. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Cynthia, if you want to give the people a brief introduction of yourself, maybe like, you know, 30 seconds or so, but nobody's counting. Um, but we'll get into <laughs> yeah. the stuff later. Uh, okay. I'm the Eastside Engineer, as you guys mentioned earlier. Um, the name is pretty intuitive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my name is also Cynthia. I don't know. That's me. Um, I'm a black girl who does engineering, and I also have a podcast called The East Side Engineer. So that's something else special about me. And I like this one. There we go. Hey, you <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being a guest on our show. For people that don't yeah. know, we go like way back quite a few years. <laughs> Like two flats and a Cadillac. Of course. Got some uh, pretty (laughs) interesting stories that will not be a part of this podcast. That we're not telling (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You know, this is where you pause and be like, hold on. Right. (laughs) You're not going to tell those, right? (laughs) Exactly. Can you pause with other people people. too? That would be so useful, y'all. You thought we thought about that? like... Okay, but then what happens when you pause and like, are you like, are you not moving? Like, <laughs> could you imagine like y'all two standing there in a situation and y'all just pause the situation? Like, did you hear that? No, but, I right, heard but that. is like, it like you can pause and have a conversation or is it like the mannequin challenge where you just like stuck? I feel like it's like that. Uh, what was that movie with Adam Sandler where he could like pause, rewind, stuff and rewind? And, it was Click, yeah. wasn't it? It was called yeah. Click. Yes. I feel like it should be like that. that like, I want to be able to pause other people. That's the thing, though. They said, like, once you do it once, it'll always stay that way. So every situation you get into, if you pause, then it'll keep pausing every time. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. That's why the movie was bad at the end. Like, everything he fast forward through, every time he came to that situation again, he'll fast forward through it or he'll, like, rewind or skip or whatever. So... That was like the downside Boo. to having a life remote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Boo. I would only like to have a life remote if I can control what it's going to do. Right. Because yeah, then be what's the point of having it? Exactly. Yeah. They have exactly. to come through and ruin it somehow. Uh, of course. Because they're stupid. Anyways. All right. So, <laughs> so we're going to move on to our segment, The Business Plan Stands. And this episode, I had someone reach out to us about... Um, wanting to start a tea blend business. So basically, um, they are pretty much infamous for the different type of like vitamins and teas and such that they mix together and are wanting to turn it into a business, which I think is a great idea. Um, I think it's fun. I, I would like to see the educational side of it. Uh, because if people are anything like me, I'll just be mixing stuff together. Don't be knowing what it does and why I should mix it together. So uh, I would be interested in learning what everything does uh, for the body, um, especially 
with what's going on outside right now, anything to boost the immune system would be uh, would be great. So I think it's a a pretty good idea for a project. I think it'll take um, quite a bit of research and time, but I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea too. I love you know unique ideas. I love things that are um, you know out of the box, but can still be relatable to all types of audiences is not just necessarily catered towards one market. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's something that can reach across locations too. Like tea is not just something that you drink in one part of the country or one part of the world, you know, it's universally mm-hmm. known. So I absolutely think this is a project that um, could grow and see success. And it's definitely something that I would take on as a consultant just to help, you know, the entrepreneur kind of get their feet you know, in and make sure that they're doing everything they need to do regulation wise and things like that. I agree. I would, I would take the project on as well. Um, but I would have to be totally dependent on them for the, for the tea blends and such. Like I said, I just be mixing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I put apple um, cider vinegar Cynthia, and everything. Is, is that when you, like if you saw a tea brand from a millennial entrepreneur from the city, would that be something that you would like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consume, I guess, purchase. Um, or I definitely, I would be more of like a silent investor. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let nobody know that I put my money into it or like have an opinion on how they do it. Cause Mm -hmm. like, I don't have a business. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just, I just have hobbies, but, um, I would definitely like buy in because I, I am a tea drinker. I, um, I do like trying different teas and stuff like that. Like, um, going through this whole quarantine thing, they tell you to boost your immune system. So I mix my tequila with some echinacea <laughs> lemonade. Like, I, okay. <laughs> whatever works, sis. Whatever, whatever works. I feel like, you know, Hey. You know, it'll be a part of the brand. I think it'd be a good thing to have <laughs> on my, you know, to diversify my income or whatever. Um, I think it's a great idea. I, I love tea. Honestly, we have like yeah. a whole cabinet full of tea and it's like, what do I drink today? So that'd be nice mm. to have something that's local too. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. Next up is our millennial minute. And I'm going to go first because I feel like me and Jermaine probably are thinking about the same people. So I'm going to just get it out the way first. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Bria Renee. No, we weren't thinking about the same people. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to her for her, um, her quarantine Instagram live dating, which has provided quite a few laughs in my life. It has taken on... A life huh? of its own. I said it, it has taken on a life of its own. It really it's honestly been. one of the best lives out there. I'm not even gonna hold you. Listen, and in I the was, comment section. <laughs> I was privileged enough to be able to see Miss <laughs> D'Lo Brown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Come in swinging. I was like, yes, this go off on Ooh, Fat Day. Who you got in your email? I said, oh. <laughs> Oh. She was going the fuck off. And it's so funny because D'Lo is so peaceful. Like, she is so sweet and so nice and so, wow. like, 
really been peaceful. Like I haven't seen her cuss anybody out. So it's like I'm I'm not saying she's never done it before, but I'm saying in like the time that I've like paid attention and been aware of Dila, like she's been so sweet and nice to everybody. So I to do. see that happen, it was like warranted too, because everybody was like the audacity. But my favorite part is fucking Bria the entire time. Your face, dog. <laughs> she was not even expecting that to ever happen. And then she's like, oh my God, how do I control this? And then all of a sudden she like, D-Lo said something she like. She like, yes, bitch. <laughs> Listen. Listen, d was like, d bitch, that, that hit my soul. <laughs> It touched my soul. Do you hear me? I said, oh, did, I didn't know I was coming for a word today. My favorite part was she, she was like, you got something to say about me. You built just like me. I'm like, yeah, girl. She lied. <laughs> the audacity of you Oh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. So, okay. That's why I'm giving my millennial minute to. Shout out to Bria. She's been a guest on the show. She's amazing. And I just love the fact that she's consistent in saying that vulnerability yes, feels like somebody's seen her booty hole. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, that made me, I'm like, she is such a human being. Look at that. Okay. That is precious. So my <laughs> millennial minute shout out is going to perish. <laughs> See also them known down. as. <laughs> right. I was like, come on. The creator. <laughs> Of pardon me with me. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just love. I mean, pardon you know. Me. <laughs> you got to do the dance. Listen, I love, I love that, you know, Parrish is, of course, a funny individual, but I love that he has brought himself to a platform like YouTube and been able yeah. to, you know, take his brand of funny and make it um, relatable and visible so that we all can enjoy. Because when I tell y'all, I be at work talking about sing them down. Listen, I really okay. say that all day. Down. <laughs> Screaming, okay? Between that like, and I be you really think you white? Think you a white? <laughs> you oh think you a white? Oh my God. I use that on everybody. Listen, <laughs> so shout out to Parrish because you have truly given us so many gems and it's only April. So I cannot wait to see, you know, how the rest of this year is going to progress for him and all of the great things that are going to happen. Hey, turn up. Now, a fan favorite. I don't really know if it's a fan favorite, but it's not. It better be. It, it, period. Because we put a lot of work into this. Um, <laughs> it's time for the New Kids University. First up. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Where your sound effects at? <laughs> I can't listen. I can't use my phone because you know how we. Oh, you're right. We need a soundboard. I know. Let me see if my iPad got one. I'm, I'm, I might have oh, some for next episode. So, anyways, <laughs> Professor Maindow, what's yes. your lesson for the folks today? So, my lesson today is to know what is a good fit. I think that you know, oftentimes as we're trying to build our portfolios, we're trying to you know build a name for ourselves. Um, we get all of these ideas. People come to us with all types of suggestions and projects um, or partnerships, especially if you're like a young creative professional. People want to partner. 
And they think because you don't have a lot of experience that you should just go ahead and do it. But as a young professional, it's very important that you don't have to put your name on everything, especially if you know that they are not a good fit for you. Um, and you also have to be mindful of, you know, your stock and realizing that you don't have the capacity to vouch for someone who is not a consistent, um, they may not have a good track record or just the consistency is not there overall. So my lesson for today um, is to just know what's a good fit and how you can do that is just by looking at your work and knowing yourself and knowing, you know, what would compliment you versus what wouldn't compliment you. The end. Good job. Insert applause here. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing jam. A round of applause. <laughs> A round of applause. Baby. Hey. <laughs> All right. So my lesson for the day has to deal with the amount of people that I have seen trying to dictate other people's quarantine habits. And it is driving me insane. I've seen so many people that are just like, oh, if you come out this quarantine and you don't have a new hustle, you wasted it. And oh, brother, like this guy stinks. Like we are in the middle of a global pandemic and you're telling people to start a business. And I would like Bro. to know, and one of what like, have you done with your business? A horrible economy. Like, there's no, no, no. Like, there's no need. Like, if you're going to do it, fine. But I, nobody should be saying, like, oh, if you don't do it, you wasted your time. Because nobody can tell you how to feel during this time. Nobody can tell you how to handle what's going on. You never know where, where people's mental capacity is. So just because you took your little $50 and got you an LLC for a business that you ain't doing nothing with does not mean that you get to tell other people to start a business. Because what we don't have time for is that. Because when people do stuff like that and they start these businesses that they're really not invested in, the businesses don't go anywhere. Right. And then also, you know, along with that, I've been seeing tweets about, you know, after this is over, remember who checked on you. Remember who gave you encouraging words? And it's like, bro, stop putting pressure on everybody else because we're all going through the same thing. So don't come out of this like, well, you ain't check on me or you ain't call me, blah, blah, blah. Because nine times I've seen that person is dealing with some of their own stuff, whether it be somebody they know that got sick or passed away or they may have been sick or they lost their job or whatever. Or it could just be, you know what? I don't want to deal with this right now. That exactly. don't mean that they got to check on you because you and you and, you know, your feelings and all of that. Or you haven't Louder checked on them ever in the back. Like, <laughs> like really Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like for me, I've done my best to check on certain people, but there's people that I hadn't talked to for months, years, whatever, before this pandemic. And it's just like, I can only, you can only take so much. You can only deal with I so much. I wasn't checking on you then. I'm not checking and I'm on you. I'm not going to check on you now. <laughs> Sorry. That Period. You away. But <laughs> it is what it is. She said, Do you care for the pandemic? And I don't care now. 
Period. Like, and you know what? That, that may sound mean, but for and people know me. Like, I'm already not the type of friend. <laughs> 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 like, unless you have, and even if you have an emergency, I'm gonna tell you to call nine one one. Why you call me? Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> call okay. the police. Somebody. Because I ain't Ooh, got Chile. it. So Girl, yes, everybody. During this pandemic, mind the business that pays you. If you laid off during this time, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope y'all all, you know, get everything worked out. But don't let nobody dictate how you should feel during this time or what you should do. Do what you want to do. You want to take a nap? Take a nap. You want to read a book? Read a book. You want to drink? Turn up. Do whatever you want to do. And that's just going to be that. And we'll see y'all on the other side of this thing. Very simple. Hey. What Tabitha Brown say? Like that, like so. <laughs> Not like so, like that. That's your like so, like that. Okay. And that's, that's your big. business. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Auntie. I love her. <laughs> All right, Cynthia, you ready for the lightning round? I think so. <laughs> Come on, right. my sis. It's about you. It's about you. It's all you. about you. We're going to turn on our imaginary timer. Okay. Imaginary timer set. Just imagine me like a uh, old girl from, uh, what's that? TV show we used to watch as kids, The Big Comfy Couch. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Okay. Yeah. I love her. I'm on the floor, on the floor like except that. for my legs don't move like her. <laughs> I'm going to say, you okay. cutting up, man. Okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. No. No, ma'am. All right. Are you a Detroit native? Yes. I, am not, I don't want to ask this question, but it's part of it. <laughs> East side or west side? <laughs> east side. Oh, wait, how do you say east side? I don't do that, but a lot of people do. Screaming. Screaming. I can't um, Favorite Coney Island? Um, I think it's called Grandy's. Hey, I'm pretty sure Grandy's. it's called Grandy's. Yeah. It is. Yes, it is. Everybody says Grandy's. Um, high school. I went to Davis Aerospace Technical High School. It's a way longer name, but I don't want to say I'm going to just say it. Benjamin Oliver Davis Jr. Technical High School is where I went to. Oh, that's too much. Okay. <laughs> uh, first car. <laughs> I had a black Jeep Liberty. Liberty. Shout out to the Jeeps. You have made it through the lightning round. Congratulations. Ooh. We got to change up these questions. I feel like people starting to anticipate these questions every time. They yeah, they are. Shirai, we got to change this up. We'll make that a this, note. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take the we're gonna take the lightning round questions off of the um, out. Yeah. The outline <laughs> mm-hmm. so they can't see them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna do. We got Damn. Y'all. There's That's a Coney Island one I definitely was thinking, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever got corned beef egg rolls. <laughs> That's usually where everybody struggles is the favorite yeah, Coney They'd be like, oh. Because <laughs> it's so random. Like, the other one, the other one is loose. And I'm like. Really? It's really, that's the only two, really, that count mm. to me. Especially as an Eastsider. Yeah. All right. All right. So, now it's time for the real introduction. If you'd like to give the people a brief bio about what you do, who you are, all that good stuff. Ooh, about me. So, um, I'm a Lawrence Tech grad. Um go blue devils i guess um i majored in mechanical <laughs> engineering 
And um, I now currently work for um, a very prestigious government contractor. I wasn't going to say it, but I work for a very prestigious uh, federal uh, government contractor. Um, and I also have, I host a podcast called The East Side Engineer. Um, hence my name. And, uh, ride or die East Sider hobbies include swimming and talking shit, which is also an East Side <laughs> trait. Um, hey. other things about me, I flew airplanes in high school, throw that in as a little razzle dazzle. And I know how to code. If that is cool. Shout out to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, you skills. Win. Come through with the skill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you kind of answered our first question about um, pursuing higher education. Um, so what was the, what was your goal behind pursuing your education? And then what was your first job um, post 18? Oh, okay. So... I went to college because I thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, my mom has several degrees, so I was like, why not? I'm tired of her having the only one with uh, <laughs> the different degrees on the mantle, so I wanted one too. Um, it was hard as hell. Did not expect engineering to be what it was. Because, you know, I don't know. When I was 18, I really thought like we was in like a post-racial world. I don't know what I was going through. I don't know why I thought that. But growing up in Detroit, all you know is black people. And then sometimes you see white people when you go out to the suburbs, but for the most part, I didn't really encounter a lot of racism when I was like, or known racism, let me say that, until I got to college. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta deal with racism in college and being a woman in engineering and being a black woman. This is a lot. Like, this is too yeah. much. But made it through. Your girl graduated, got my degree. Hey. Boop, boop. I'm, <laughs> girl is on the mantle with her uh, degree. Um, my first job after 18, I don't know. I had a shit ton of jobs, honestly. Um, what's the one I want to mention? <laughs> I worked. <laughs> oh my God. I have so many jobs. I worked as, I worked at Coverage. I know what that is. Yes. I was Cold. working at the Butterburger place. Yes. It's a, it's a oh, restaurant. Yeah. Yes, I just had to make sure that's what she said. Yes, I'm very familiar. Yes, I, I used to work there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that was interesting. The reds, the reds meats. Same. That's very Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you said that, like, going into college, you didn't kind of realize what type of things that you would have had to face in terms of uh, dealing with the uh, the whites. So, <laughs> what is something that you wish you the five known at F's? The <laughs> What's something you wish you would have known at the beginning, like going into college? Like, what would you go back and tell yourself? Honestly, I would tell myself, like, girl, you the shit, regardless of whoever else sees it, and they know you the shit. That's why they be trying to come after you, low key. Cause, like, when I was, I did my first year of college at Western, and when I tell you, motherfuckers did not want to help me. Oh my God, it was terrible. And then like, when you did get help from like the other black engineers or whatever, it would be guys. And then they like to play on your intelligence because they're a guy. And it's like, oh my gosh, she doesn't get this. And it's like, bro, I came here for help not to be teased. 
So, uh, just to work on confidence, because like that that constant like college is hard in general, because like you're like having like a coming of age thing, but also to be black, also to be like in a most people are in white male dominant it feels, but like engineering and stuff, and where people automatically don't think you belong there. It's a lot because like people used to literally ask like, well, I couldn't get financial aid, and it's like, girl, why you think I could? Like, <laughs> like you just think I'm a like you, I got yeah, scholarship because you black, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm white and my parents are middle class. I'm sorry, you're too poor to pay for your college education. Like, I got scholarships. <laughs> you should have been smarter. What are you talking about? <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> but that's really how it be so, though, for real. <laughs> yeah, it it's like I was watching um I was spending this quarantine rewatching Scandal. And there was like a um a scene where Carrie Washington was um talking to the lady that was the director of the FBI and they were talking about all these different things that they had to deal with as black women, like um the oh the service the service entrance is through the back or you know, how did you get here and you know, oh you must be lost type of things because these are two black women in super powerful positions dealing with a lot of Caucasian. So I think mm-hmm. that is something that should be talked about more um, in terms of just women in leadership in general, but let alone women in, in engineering is a completely different ball game. So I think it's just, we have a lot of, a lot more work to be done so that people in the future don't have to suffer with those same things. True. Cause it's a lot, and I ain't got time. <laughs> so um, that's why I need that pause button. Because <laughs> if I had that pause button in college, that would have saved me a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's a few moments in college that I probably should have paused. Child. <sighs> we won't even go there because undergrad was um, what these kids be saying. It was a movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway. <laughs> Mine was a movie y'all, after I was trying to uh, fight my sweet mate for like the whole second half of the semester. <sighs> yeah, my is, yeah, can't. Yeah, no. Don't miss that life. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things that you've had to overcome as a black woman in a male dominated field? Oh, my God. Everything. Um... <laughs> Well, one thing for sure is like getting my voice heard without having to be um, yelling or like, you know how they love to slap the angry black women or yeah, like aggressive. aggressive Trump. Yeah, all of that bullshit on you. So um, that's one thing I think I like constantly work on because I know I have things of value to say and I don't want people to lose track or you know, not hear it because they want to label me as something and they, or they can't like put me in a particular box. It's like, oh, you're not like the rest of the blacks that I know. And it's like, okay, girl, that's not the point. Like the point is we need to solve this problem and you need to mind your business. So (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. You don't act like all of the other, like, bro. How many do you know? Right. Like, are you counting on one hand? Of course they are. And then like, Child. they always like to ask you questions that don't pertain to the work at hand. So it's like working through that too. Like 
learning how to communicate with them is also a part of like trying to avoid being considered aggressive, but ma- mainly showing off my like technical skills and things like that. And even sometimes like I had to do um, sneaky shit, like really underhanded shit to really like slap them in the face. Like if they didn't listen to me at a, a particular meeting or group project meeting, when we were in front of the professor, I would just ask them a hypothetical question and then the professor would love it. And I would just be looking at them like, that's interesting that you like that professor. (laughs) (laughs) So had to learn how to get sharp with stuff like that. Uh, It's definitely a part of like avoiding that uh, inevitable naming of being aggressive or combative or a bitch or whatever else that they love to na- like label you. I agree. I think that's like really any any field, any profession. You have to kind of go through that, and you just have to get over that hump or or be okay with being labeled the aggressive one because that's also an option. Yeah, it can but be used to your me. advantage sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does because people like. People aren't going to BS you or bring stuff to you if they know that you're the aggressive one. You're the one that's going to like speak up and, and not just like let them run all over you. So it has its benefits, but it's, it's sad that you have to choose between, you know, being yourself or being labeled all these nasty things that they come up with. But I mean, I guess there's there's worse things that they could call us. So I'll take aggressive. That's fine. <laughs> right. Make your ass think twice before you come to me. Period. Or you just know that you're going to catch these right here in this corporate setting. Period. So how do you keep yourself motivated dealing with all of this? Um, really like thinking about the little girl that I was coming up and seeing people like, like I legit had people laugh in my face when I told them I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be an astronaut. They were like, why would you want to do that? And it's like, huh? Like, you ain't never heard of Mae Jefferson. What you talking about? Like, you ain't never, like, you don't know women that do math. I'm confused. So thinking of girls like that and like how I can be like a representation for them kind of like gives me a motivation. Also, I like to think about um, my mom because it's like she did so much to make sure I had the things that I needed so I could be successful. So it's like, if I don't be successful or let somebody else's stupid ideas keep me down or um, stop me from where I'm supposed to be going, I feel like it's a slap in her face. So I can't disrespect my mama. So, you know, Chad and Karen can have all the thoughts and opinions they want. I'm going to still be the shit and you still going to be pissed and you can stay mad. Period. <laughs> Period. So how long have you known that you wanted to be an engineer? <sighs> Forever. I was like six when I figured it all out. Like, yep. Well, I had three. So I was either going to, I wanted to be an astronaut, a nurse, or a hairdresser. <laughs> I know that's very broad. <laughs> but I was a six-year-old, so I didn't know they was all that different. So um, I think the... When I like narrowed it down to astronaut or engineer or whatever way to become an astronaut, I think I was probably like around like 10, 11. Cause like hairdresser, I was like, first off, people don't be like clean like that. And then, oh my goodness. you know, people, 
him be broke, they don't tip. It just be too much, you know? Like, I need my money to be consistent. Um, and then, um, my mom had told me, like, she had to give somebody a shot in their butt. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a big engineer. I'm gonna go ahead over here and where I don't have to really interact with people like that. So, I'm gonna be on this side. So, I think between the ages of like six and like 11 is where I like all narrowed it down. And figured it all out. That's kind of early. And yeah. I always tell people, like, since I met you, you've always said, like, I'm going to be an engineer and that's that. There's really yeah. has, hasn't been any, any <laughs> wavering or any confusion. It was just like, okay, my girl about to be an engineer. Turn up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. I honestly thought that was so normal. Like, I was so shocked to find out people really don't know what they want to do with their life. I was like, Really? You have so much time to think about it. Like, <laughs> you, you're like, I don't know. Sometimes I was like, like you have so much time that you change your mind. So much. Because I didn't, I, I don't know. I wanted to do everything. And I also wanted to do nothing. So. <laughs> That's, That's true. It's, it's a lot of stuff that do come up. But it'd be like, do this make more money? No. Nah. Is this cooler? No. Nah. All right. I'm going to stick to this. <laughs> Exactly. So I know you specifically said that you're a mechanical engineer. Um, and, and that's obviously a field that has been around for years and, and isn't going anywhere. So what is something unique that you bring to your field? Um, honestly, I would say my perspective is different and it's not really something People might think like, oh, that's not unique. But honestly, most of the groups and projects or like teams I've been a part of, people are like, I never thought of it like that. And it's maybe because like I was a very destructive kid. So like I like to think of things. <laughs> I used to love taking <laughs> shit apart, putting it back together. And if I couldn't put it back together, I would try to figure out some way to nigger rig it. You know, so oh I've been goodness. doing this engineer shit for a minute, like duct tape, <laughs> glue, all that shit been like my best friend. So it's just like sometimes when I think about things, it's like a fresh set of eyes or like a different way to attack the issue. Yeah. And I feel like everybody brings their perspective, but I always get compliments on mine. So that's why I say my perspective. And also I'm black and from the east side. So I feel like right yeah, then and there. Yeah, that's unique right there. Right then and there is just, that's it. I like that. I think being black and from the east side is a, a very unique perspective. And <laughs> 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 no, no, that was not me being shady, you know. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I wasn't. I love the east side. Um, sure you do. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so how do you feel the, the level of support from your peers is within your industry? Uh, it's actually really good. Um, I had um, the National Society of Black Engineers for a long time throughout college. I wish I knew about it when I was in high school. Um, but once I got into college and I found out about Nesby, it was like kind of having like your own little family. Because sometimes you feel, well, I'm not going to say you and generalize it. When I was in college, I felt a lot like I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. That's not Rona. I just have to clear my throat, y'all. <laughs> um <laughs> sorry 
But um, I always felt alone. Like, no matter if I had, like, one or two other black people, maybe they weren't in my program or maybe we only had gen ed classes together. Like, we weren't always together. So Nesby gave me that family and that, like, connection to other people, to see other people who had crossed the finish line, who are in industry, who are doing amazing things that look like me. So it's like, okay, I can do this. Like, it's not impossible. I'm not out of my mind trying to do this. And, um, it, it really helps cause like I, I'm the first engineer. Well, I'm the first engineer, engineer that I know of in my family. Like I'm gonna say degree cause there's a ton of people who are engineers who are not degree, but they really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. But, um, I always was in school and like groups and shit with people who be like, yeah, my dad, my mom, my auntie, my uncle, my granddad, like I come from a line of engineers. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I'm the first one and to do this. My mom a nurse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, definitely having, like, those friends that also share that experience and, like, they validate you and make you, you know, help you not feel crazy. Because sometimes you do feel crazy, especially when you, like, fell in classes and you, like, whoa, I thought I was smart. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> so, it definitely helps having like uh friends and stuff like that. And now honestly, being out of school, I like while I was in school, I kept my circle very like strict to engineering and I learned over like the course of twenty nineteen, like to open up that like network to different people because like I said, different perspectives bring in different ideas. Like just because you don't have an engineering background don't mean you can't help me think through other things. Or see a, a solution from a different angle. So, um, definitely broadening that friendship group helps out a lot and brings a lot of ease into the world. <laughs> okay. So is, is Nesby something that high school students are able to join or is it just at the collegiate level? It's actually, um, at all levels. So they have, a summer program called Seek for kids, I want to say grade fifth through sixth grade. I, I don't know. It's like, or maybe up to eighth grade. Cause I know in ninth grade, they have Nesby Jr. for high school students. And then, um, they have collegiate and then they have, uh, professionals for people who already graduated or are, well, graduate students can pick either professional or collegiate. They have a choice between the two because you're not necessarily an undergrad, but you're not necessarily in industry. So mm. it's literally on all levels. That's good. Like, that's something I, I didn't know. I had um, Me heard a lot about Nesby, of course, through you and a couple of my other friends. So I, I'd never had even heard of it being anything outside of the collegiate level. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what's so, up for sure. Yeah. Of high schools and Nesby and such, what are your your current or your thoughts on current STEM programs um, in DPS? Oh, they can use a lot of help. Um, that's the thing, though, with STEM, especially in like underrepresented, um, underserved communities, it's like they don't have a lot of people who can come back into the community to help out. Um, so like last summer, I didn't, I wasn't employed right after I graduated from college. So I had like 11, I had like 11 months of unemployment 
before I finally got my first engineering position. But I did work in the summer for the Eastside Community Network as a coding instructor. And it was a really nice opportunity to like teach these kids something that they never had experience with. And also teach them something I literally learned three months prior. So that was like a whole nother level of like what the what is going on? And uh I just think like they used to tell me about the the classes that they had at their school was just like they would be teaching them stuff that certain kids learn in elementary school, you know, like mm. using block coding, but instead of using like physical, like text type, like textbook coding. And it would be weird to me because I'm like, they like 14, 15, they not slow. Like yeah. most of them kids picked up the coding in two weeks. <laughs> like yeah, I was just amazed. So I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, I think that they kind of, teach too much to the middle when it comes to like STEM programs. And then they have schools that like they feed so much into because they do get so many good results. But the schools who don't get quote unquote, like good results, get the like the crumbs. And I don't like that because it's still, it's still potential in them kids. Mm -hmm. They just so happen. They neighborhood school is not like the cast text, the Kings, the Renaissance of the, you know, district. So it's just like, if you have the time, like, if you have the time or if you have the interest, like, just go there, be there, like, be a part of something. Like, even just being, like, a classroom assistant could definitely help out because some people do get distracted. I ain't going to hold you. Like, most of the time I would be in class, I would be on the phone because I'm not interested. But, <laughs> you know, you can help out somebody to feel less frustrated or, you know, not have somebody be overwhelmed. And then, too, like, a lot of them do, like, after-school programs and, like, I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but I, I did do, like, a class that was after high school, like, after our regular hours, but it was flight training. Like, we literally went in the sky during yeah. school hours. So, yeah, I'm going to stay over that extra hour so I can go flying during third hour. But, like, coding, there's not really, like, an immediate reward to that. So, like, who's going to stay after yeah, so, I feel what you're saying for sure. So it's definitely something that needs a lot more work. We need like a lot of more um, boots on the ground. We need more people to be involved. And there are programs, there are a ton of programs actually that are um, established and funded to be in Detroit to help our kids. But then like there's not enough volunteers. There's not enough yeah, people to be there bodies. to help out. Yeah, like it's not enough people there to do registration or not, not enough people signing up to be instructors or assistants and stuff like that. So it's just I and I hear so much like my peer group be like, I've been looking for stuff to volunteer for. And it's like, have you? Because they literally the ads on my Instagram. So I don't know how you missing them. Mm. So it's uh, I think it could be so much better when people really do take that time out. To give back and I know it's hard because engineering ain't easy and sometimes you'd be like I just rather go home and drink my wine or spend my Saturday afternoon smoking my blunt and relaxing before I have to go to work on Monday but yeah. you don't know what that that one Saturday or two Saturdays out the month can do for somebody you know yeah so, so I have a question for you that's girl. not <laughs> I have a question for you that's not on the sheet but so, you know, you, you've had 
this experience as a black woman engineer. Um, and I can imagine that you've networked and you've been to conferences and things like that. How has that experience been for you in terms of like, you know, explaining to people, you know, this persona of the East Side engineer? Do, do people kind of like, do you have to over explain the concept or do you find yourself having to like justify or make people understand like I am an engineer, like this is what I do? <laughs> Oddly enough, no. I think I give, I don't, and it's so weird because like as soon as I say oh, I'm the East Side Engineer, people are like, oh, that's lit. And it's literally, that's the end of the conversation. And then like, <laughs> or I'll get people who know like what engineers do. Like they'll ask me a little bit more questions like, oh, what kind of engineer? What school did you go to? And stuff like that. Like genuine interest, not trying to interrogate me. And yeah. then like the other thing I get that I don't really, I don't really know how to explain how I feel about it, but I just let it be just for my own sanity. It's like when I do meet people that are not black or that are shocked, like, yeah. what? You're an engineer? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, oh my God, you must be super smart. And it's like, I guess it depends on the day. <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell. <laughs> if you look at my Twitter feed, you might not think I ever been to school. So, mm. like, <laughs> but uh, I do get an overwhelming um, positive response when I tell people like I'm the East Side engineer or whatever. A lot more people are attracted to the East Side part. They like, oh my god, you from the yeah. East Side? I would have never guessed. And it's like, yeah, I get that too. I don't get what you mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that, please. Um, but yeah, that's for the most part, I don't really get a lot of people that, you know, be in like that, uh, interrogate me or be like, where, well, where did you go? Like none of mm -hmm. that stuff. It is like, oh my God, I can't believe I've met somebody. Like I have all these new cousins or whatever, like from <laughs> when I used to fly planes in high school, it's like my cousins and my family would brag about that all the time. So now all these new people like, oh yeah, my little cousin fly and she an engineer. And she do this and she do that. So like most of the time I ain't even got to do the work because I got other people <laughs> doing it for bragging for me. Right. So That's I just be like, oh, okay, <laughs> I just show up. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, you know, the East Side Engineer, you have a podcast. Tell us how yes, podcasting has been for you and how did you start, you know, podcasting? So I started podcasting. Um, off of a competition at the Audio Wave Network called um, Making a Wave. Uh, sent them my concept because I <sighs> representation is so important to me. And living in Detroit, it's literally like an engineering hub. Like, whether you want to be like, oh, it's not a diverse industry, it doesn't matter. There's so many engineers that live in and around Detroit. Mm -hmm. So. I got so sick of people from Detroit saying like, oh, I, I grew up, I wasn't around engineers, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, you were. Like, <laughs> your neighbor was probably an engineer. Your uncle that worked on the line, he necessarily wasn't degreed, but he had engineering thought processes. Like, he definitely worked with engineers. And like, he may not have had the, like, the luxury of having that piece of paper, but, you know, he had a skilled trade. Like, he definitely went through and solved problems. Like, so to say you weren't around engineers is, like, really annoying to me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, it just bothered me. 
and I got tired of people trying to like use hidden figures as a positive thing. Like I'm a hidden figure. Like, no, you're not. I legit see you on Instagram. Like that's not how this works. So, um, as most things that black women excel at start out through a frustration. So I decided to, instead of just putting in people's comments, I just started a platform with the site engineer highlighting people that, um, Majority black and um, I had a couple of people of color that are in the STEM fields to come on my podcast to talk about the things that they do and their journey and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's definitely been it's been amazing. Actually, I've met some pretty amazing people and like the way that my life went last year while having my podcast is kind of like a dream. Like you would never expect that to happen the way it did. And I don't know. Rona been holding me back a little bit, but I've been doing a little Instagram lives and stuff. So I'm trying to see what that's sitting for while we still in okay. the house. Okay. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? Oh my God. The basics. <laughs> um, What's your podcast basic I, starter kit? <laughs> I feel like I am definitely like a loudspeakers network fan. Um, the read, the friend zone, mm-hmm. uh, getting grown. But my okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that off. Actually, my first one would have even though I no scratch that. So what I'm gonna say is <laughs> I like cereal. <laughs> that was my very first podcast that I ever listened to, and when I tell you I was hooked. Listen to like Sarah Koenig, I think is her name. Mm-hmm. The one white woman in the world that I'm like, I'm a fan of. Like, I don't want to know nothing else about her outside of that podcast because I don't want to dislike her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't even follow her or nothing. I just want her to be that perfect, pristine white woman from <laughs> Syria. That's it. So, <laughs> I'm um, the read is definitely like, a good pop culture one, like that's how I keep up with a lot of stuff. Otherwise, because I don't really care and I don't really like keep up with pop culture. Uh, I love Jaden XD because they like your cousins that let you come smoke with them before Thanksgiving. I really <laughs> love like their humor is so awful, but it's like, you know, they be like, we don't want to get canceled, but you know, we just gonna say it because it's real. And Girl, then, yeah. um, they really like the best. And then like basically, I want to say like every show on Audio Wave Network, I can just name one. Like if I, if I was forced to pick, <laughs> like, oh my God, if I was forced to pick, oh my God, I would have to say hashtag Eastside because those, they were like the first podcast I like listened to off of Audio Wave. Mm-hmm. So hashtag Eastside for show. My podcast, like I don't even listen to my own podcast, y'all. I can't listen to my own voice. Um, <laughs> listen, I know the feeling. <laughs> um, and now, like a new contender that's been out, um, is Big Ray from the, um Big Ray and the Gang. Oh my yeah. god, such a good show! Like, girl is good. She got it. Like a talent. Yes, um, for sure. 
So that would be my starter kit. Like, if somebody ever asked me, like, what podcast to listen to. Oh, and if you're looking for, like, STEM-related podcasts, I would definitely tell you to listen to um, Black in Grad School and She Too STEM. And it's two as in T-O-O, not T-W-O. Okay, that's what Those are my two, like, STEM-related type podcasts. They're also Black women. So. Shout out to them. Yeah, I try not to listen to too many men. Like, the men that I do listen to tend to be gay. So it's like, I don't really like too many, like, Honestly, listen. Heterosexual. That is a very short group. That is a very short group. (laughs) So, you know, we know that you've taken on a new position. Shout out to you. Yes. What are. um, Bad bitch alert. Okay, you did a photo shoot too, right? I did a whole ass job acceptance yes. photo shoot. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, shout out. I loved every minute. Um, of it. Okay, period. <laughs> so, with this new position, what steps are you taking to make sure that you know you're focused on business and your job, and also having that life balance and you know working on the podcast? Oh my god! Honestly, I got I landed in like the best team <laughs> ever and I know this is my first job y'all so I may just be like you know <laughs> newbie feelings or whatever I might still be in the honeymoon phase but it's like these people are so helpful and so nice like everybody I work with even though it's an old ass company like everybody on my team is under 32 <laughs> oh wow and oh, my wow. co-workers are all diverse like um, the coworkers that I work with, um, she is a Muslim, but, um, her ethnicity, I don't know how, I don't know the nationality, ethnicity thing, race, whatever, but she told me she was, her parents are Indian, but her religion is Muslim. Um, mm-hmm. also a woman. And then there's another guy that works with us. I believe he's Indian. And then like, there's another guy that's, um, Mexican and like, it's people that's Vietnamese on the team. Like, it's just so diverse and everybody is so young. It's like, I did not expect this. Like, I came fully yeah. prepared and armored up, ready to be in this white man world as a black woman. And like, literally, it's been like nothing but hugs and like support. <laughs> and like, I have a coworker that always tell us before we hang up the phone, like, I love you guys. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I just met you three <laughs> weeks ago, but okay. I'm going to say it back. Thanks. Like, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that's like, what's up. They're, su- they're super supportive. And it's, I, I was so afraid and uncomfortable at first because I was so, I heard nothing but horror stories about corporate America. And me being yeah. a federal contractor, I thought it was about to be like hell on wheels. But, you know, I didn't know what to expect, but I came prepared for the worst. So, you know, everybody's like, um, and like my manager is Hispanic too. It's crazy. Like it's super perfect for me. Um, and I had like, I recently had a loss in my family. And like, when I tell you everybody contacted me, I was, I did not expect that. So I was, I was expecting people to be like, oh, you know, sorry for your loss, but can you finish these projects? People was like, literally take the day off. You're good. Whatever you need from us, let us know. Don't hesitate. Like my manager says, a lot of money. people. A lot of people don't experience that. Really, and I'm like, damn. Job. 
they were so nice to me. Like it, it was so like it was so much nicer. They made me cry because I'm like I do not feel like I deserve this because I know so many people who get like horrible bosses that say like terrible shit to them on a regular basis. And when I tell you these people have been nothing but supportive to me, I was like the Lord knew. The Lord knew where to place me, okay? Because he knew I was ready to pop off at any moment. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, you talked a little bit about doing IG Live. What are some other things that you're doing um, or plan to do to make sure that the Eastside Engineer stays relevant? Um, I might be dropping a mixtape, Sam Lyle. (laughs) Hey, I'm not gonna drop seeing a mixtape. <laughs> I did it's drop a cover art for a mixtape. Like, period. If I have to go off, like I got some shit to say. But okay. um You gotta come that... in like D-Lo, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who in your email? Okay. Okay. That's gonna be the first line. Cause real uh, but... <laughs> Okay. Like literally. <laughs> that shit. Oh, I gotta go back and watch that with the ether beat on this. It's so good. Listen, it's it so, it's so inspirational. It's so inspirational. It just really came is. through with a word. And what the other part that made me laugh so hard is like to get her to stop. Bria started twerking. I was cracking the fuck up. Like she had to get the ass cheeks to bring her attention in. back. <sighs> but yeah, so back to the question. What are some other? Th- what's some things that you? you know, having the works to make sure that the East Side engineer stays relevant, especially now, you know, with the uh, COVID-19 crisis and everything that's going on? Um, Honestly, at first I felt really obligated to be like more interactive online to try to like mm-hmm. give my brand some more attention and engage with people. But honestly, I don't even have a plan. I just do it when I feel like it. And if y'all engage, y'all do. If y'all don't, y'all don't. Because it's like, <laughs> I ain't got it, y'all. It's a lot of shit going on That's right now. Up. Yeah. And if I got like 50-some episodes, if you can't go back and listen to those, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I already <laughs> did the work. Like, what more the do material, you want from me? The material <laughs> is already here. <laughs> You already know what's good. Like, I don't I'm understand. Dead. So <laughs> I, I, at first I did feel like, like, oh, this is the time to really get out there and like amp up my social media presence. But at the same time, I'm like, look, I don't even like seeing y'all on Instagram. So why would I want to put more of my, put more of my name and face in your, like, why are you going through this? This is going to be related <laughs> to something bad. Look, if you, if you want to hear me, go back and listen to the thing. The brand is strong. Like, just okay. go back and listen. Cause it's there, it's mm. it's beautiful. Goodness so, gracious! That's so, all I got. <laughs> that's all. I, hey, that's all you got. That's all you need. So, what is what's the overall goal for the East Side Engineer? Like, what's what's the big picture? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna be honest. In the beginning, I wanted it to be like this whole big like brand where I could have like like meetups and maybe workshops and all this good stuff. And then I come to realize this is a hobby for me. <laughs> yeah, I do not have the energy or the wherewithal or the money. Well, I do have the money, but I don't want to share it Um, to pay for all of that, to like, you know, pay for event space, to 
favorite people to promote it and all this other stuff. Like I just, it's a hobby. It's something that I actually truly enjoy doing. And I want to keep it that way. Cause when I tried mm-hmm. to make it into a whole entire brand and business, I started not to like it. So I was like, real. I, I like to be a millennial with hobbies and I am a millennial with a podcast, but it's a hobby for me. It's not my brand. It's not my business. Yeah. It's something that I like to do because I get to amplify people that I view as important and that I want other people to know about. So as long as I'm doing that at the end of the day, it's exactly what I want it to be. I think, I think me and Shariah talked about this before, but you know, we, as millennials, we get so caught up in the hustle and everything got to make money. Everything got to be, you know, got to generate something. And we don't just let some things just be hobbies and let, you know, just yes. let yourself enjoy some things. So that's what's up. That's that's dope that you got to that point where you said, OK, you know what? This is actually something that I just really like doing. It doesn't have to be a whole big thing. Yeah, like a lot of people try to talk me into like, you know, how to monetize it and put it yeah. on YouTube and do all this other stuff. And I'm like, look, I already got people in Italy and stuff listening to my podcast. I'll let it be like I'll hey, let the flex. work do the work. So I'm good. so what you know because this is a hobby for you um do you just plan to continue to record you know for the rest of the year or do you have like a project that you want to work on or um are you just you know straight recording no this is this is what i'm good at this is what i'm gonna do um right now i'm more focused on just like continuing to spotlight people um I do have an interest in doing like collabs with people because mm-hmm. um, the IG lives have shown me like there's been people who found out about my podcast because I went live with somebody else. Yeah. And they like, oh, snap, I didn't even know about that. So it's um, collaboration, even though the episodes are collaboration, it's not like your followers see me and my followers see you type of thing. So, um, I might be interested in doing something like that, but I have like a big, big project to work on. Um, mainly because I'm new in my career right now. So I'm mainly trying trying to focus on learning all of that stuff. Yeah. So (laughs) working on that and also like having my podcast, I'm trying to like, like my job knows about my podcast. So they asked me, did I have hobbies? Um, (laughs) I told them like, I told him that I swim and I have a podcast. Yeah, like I have a podcast and my coworker is like so enthralled with the idea and I I don't want her to listen (laughs) because I don't want her to ask me to be a guest because I don't want to invite her to the east side, but she's so cool. I'm like, maybe a year from now we can talk about it, but right now, I don't know. Like you still under investigation. I'm screaming. (laughs) I am dead. (laughs) So where do you see, so we just talked about, you know, what the next year is going to look like or potentially look like. Who knows? We're Rona. But where do you see the East Side engineer over the next five years? Like when you, okay, we didn't ask about a fast forward button, but if you had a fast forward button and you went for it five years, what would the East Side engineer look like? Um, in five years, I would hope, not I would hope, in five years, it'll be more, of what I originally wanted it to be. Cause I want to have 
because somebody presented this question to me. Another engineer presented this question to me as like, what is something that you want to solve in the community with your platform? Mm-hmm. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, I thought I was solving something. Like, <laughs> what else I got to do? Like, what more do you want from me? I'm ready to throw in the towel, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> I think I want to have, I don't think, I know I want to have meetups where professionals, like young professionals can come meet with each other mm-hmm. and um, interact with each other. Because like I said earlier, it's very important to diversify your network. Like you shouldn't just only have engineers, not diversify meaning like, oh, I got a chemical engineer and electrical engineer and I'm mechanical. No, I mean like have people that are, you know, like YouTube influencers, you know, have people that know how to do social media and have people in your group that do podcasting and do art. Like it's important to have different skill sets in your circle because you never know who can help you or who can like bring a different fresh pair of eyes to what you working on. So I think having those kind of like meetups where you can really just like bond with people. I don't want to say bond because that's a lot of work. <laughs> Bonding is serious business. Bonding to, takes investment. To be inter- it does. And I hope they do that after <laughs> the meetup and like, you know, just get the introduction going or whatever. And hopefully I would like to do live shows, but also I don't like to be seen. That's why I kind of been stingy with the IG lives because people have to see me. And I'm an audio girl, so like I like you to hear me, mm-hmm. not see me. <laughs> and that's probably why I like Twitter more, because it's like you don't know who I am until I post the picture, and I can delete it. So, yeah, <laughs> you can get these thoughts though, but you Lord. cannot see me. You are so. hilarious. <laughs> All right, so the last official question that we have for you. If you could switch places with someone for one week, who would it be? Now, before you answer, we got a couple of okay. disclaimers because we didn't had to add on additional information <laughs> from previous guests. Number one, <laughs> this person can be dead or alive. Number two, okay. you don't, you don't have, have to be, to be dead. dead. You don't okay. have to be dead. Because <laughs> I'm like, damn, am I going to die? <laughs> I would love to sleep for a week, okay? It could be any gender. It does not have to okay. be, you know, specific to your identified gender. Um, it does not have to be specific to this time period. Um, you get Ooh. to keep all of their knowledge, all of their, you know, information. But you also get all their problems. So, kids, oh, spouses, baby. Why babies. y'all have to come through and ruin it with that? Like, Listen, what? <laughs> um, any, did I forget anything, Shariah? No, I think you got it all. Okay, so, Cynthia, who would it be? Damn, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Once this you ask, I had to take question. on their problems because I'm like, oh, I know exactly who I want to be. And then I'm like, Yikes, there are problems? No, thank you. Um, I want to be basic, but I'm going to just go ahead and be basic. Go I want to pick Mae Jemison That's when she was in space. Because she was in space for about eight days. And 
I would love to go back to that time because she went in space in like September 1992, the year I was born. So I'm like, look at sis, like putting on for us. I would definitely love to experience that and like yeah. see the different projects she worked on and stuff like that. Um, and not to call Mae Jemison basic because she's far from, from basic. Right. No, she know like six different languages. She's a doctor, like an she actual been physician. In like she's, <laughs> she's, been in space. Space. Right. she's a like a cornell professor like an ivy league professor sis got it going on she not at all basic i'm saying i didn't pick anything outside of a black woman that's in stem that's also an engineer so that's why i said it was basic <laughs> but sis is definitely a great choice but yeah i would definitely love to like swap places with her when she went to space okay shariah yes do you have your answer <laughs> Do I ever have my answer? No. No. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> I never have my answer. That's okay. But I do today. Um, but I'm probably gonna mess her name up. Um we both talked about her earlier, the lady from um all social media. Um what is it? Tabitha what's her last name? Brown. Oh. Brown, Tabitha Brown. Right. I would be her. Yes, yeah, so that's your business. Because that's your business. Like so, like that. I'm, but I just said, "Come on, bread." <laughs> <laughs> I would be her because I've watched her videos for quite some time now, like uh, probably like a, a little over a year. Um, and I just want to know, like, what it's like to just be that peaceful. Like, I just feel like I see her face. I don't even have to hear her voice. Like, I could just see her face, and in my head, her voice just soothes me. So. <laughs> I need to. That's literally it. Okay, I said, look at you coming up with an answer. Look at you. I know, right? I'm over here snapping. So I appreciate it. <laughs> my my choice for this episode would be the famed jewel thief Doris Payne. Now, oh wow! I just started robbing niggas. Okay. Just started um, listening to her biography via audiobook. And, you know, I've seen articles about her um, over the years. And it's, her story is just so fascinating. And the fact that she's a black woman but who has stolen like things that you couldn't even imagine. And she has become this almost like. It, it's crazy to me how, you know, history in history, we. Um, romanticize all of these like white men, um, criminals. Like we, yeah, you know, they did all these horrible things, but we know their name and we know their faces. And yes, you know, she did steal things. She's a thief. You know, no one's disputing that, but just her story is fascinating to me. So if I could choose, it would I mean, be but at the pain. same time, who's not a thief? Somebody okay. stole something. If you ain't stole time, you didn't stole something from the stove. You stole something. Like, okay. So, yes. That maybe you stole answer. somebody's heart. We all thieves <laughs> at the end of the day. Thieves in the <laughs> night. Okay. Sin, so, you know, let the people know how they can get a hold of you. Drop your socials, your podcast, your website, all of that. Oh, wow. Okay. First, think twice before you... Try to talk to me because 
I just want y'all to know. But anyways, no. I am um, the ultimate scene on both Instagram and Twitter now. Look at me. Got my social medias matching. Um, I'm also the Eastside Engineer on IG. Like, make sure you put the the because it's another man who has Eastside Engineer. I don't know why because he's not an engineer, but whatever. I'm he screaming. gets tagged a lot. <laughs> he, like a lot of people come to my page. Like I was wondering where all these new followers is coming from. Yes, but the Eastside Engineer. If you're looking for me on IG. Um, Twitter is weak as hell because they only let you have 15 characters for your name. So um, I'm Eastside Engineer on there, but the last E and the first E. The last E and E side, the first E in engineering shares an E. Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> please. I know it's difficult, but I think if you type in the E side engineer, I should pop up, but you yeah. never know with the algorithms and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's Twitter's fault that I don't have, you know, you know, commonality amongst platforms. And then you can find my, my podcast on all platforms. Um, that what Jaden XD say, you know, everywhere you stalk your ex, you can find me I'm to, you know, introduce you to some more amazing people. <laughs> yes. Well, we want to thank you, of course, for dropping by, coming to talk to us on this lovely, lovely episode. Um, like Shariah mentioned earlier, we've known each other for a long time. And that yes. is the one thing, the one consistent thing I know about Cynthia is that. From the beginning, she wanted to be an engineer. That was it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Right. My tombstone, like sis knew from day one. Sis knew. To be <laughs> she she knew. And it no was not changing. It was Nobody not changing. Nobody was changing her mind. Period. Never. Never. And look at you. That's so now, funny. What are you? An engineer. Period. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. so funny because my mom used to tell me when I would come home, and cry about like school or whatever, being stressful. She would tell me all the time, like, you know, you don't have to be an engineer. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Excuse me. Duh. <laughs> <sighs> but of course, to tap in with the new kids, you can find us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at the New Kids LLC. Visit our website at the New Kids Detroit. Um, dot com. Am I missing anything, Shariah? Oh, nope, I think you got rate it. us on Apple Podcast under the New Kids yes. uh, LLC. We're on Spotify. Find us there, but make sure you rate us because that's important. Um, what else? I think that's it. I think thank y'all for having me. Thanks for. Listen. I would say thanks for. Coming, yes, thanks, thanks for coming. joining us. But you know, <laughs> thanks for thanks for calling in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw your radio show. Thanks for calling in. Screaming. <laughs> Shout out to Frazier. Well, thanks for calling the Sweat Motel. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the new kids are out. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.